Hello, loyal podcast listeners. How is everyone doing stuck in their humble abodes with their pet tigers and mothers yelling at them to do the dishes while they're in the middle of a Zoom class meeting? COVID-19 has had us all losing our minds and becoming unnecessarily intrigued with mind-dumbing material, including TikTok. With that being said, after endless hours of scrolling through TikTok and COVID-19 news articles, has anyone else found themselves laying in their bed late at night wondering what did people use before shampoo was invented? Or even more curiously, how did people brush their teeth before the toothbrush was invented? I mean, can you imagine talking to people and smelling their wretched breath all the time? So we decided to visit our dear friend Google. As we had expected, hunter-gatherers did not have any form of toothbrushes, mouthwash, or floss, but yet they still managed to have good oral health. However, as society switched from mainly hunting and gathering to farming, people's oral health managed to worsen. And once the Industrial Revolution kicked in, public's overall oral health worsened even more. Why is this the case? I mean, wouldn't you expect an individual's oral health to improve as society becomes more developed and technological? The answer is diet. Hunters and gatherers ate more fibrous foods with less sugars and starches compared to what people ate during the agricultural revolution. Then the industrial revolution kicked in, and with that came the production and consumption of processed carbohydrates. This heightened consumption of carbohydrates caused an increase in disease-causing bacteria, which fought off good oral bacteria. The reduction in good bacteria and influx of bad bacteria made people more prone to cavities and gum disease. Ever since, the grain content in humans' diet has overall increased, resulting in worsened oral health. But mankind's changing diet is not the only reason oral health in society has become worse. There are many other factors responsible for it as well, some of which are certain college students' favorites. Alcohol, drugs, nicotine, and coffee. Now shut your eyes and imagine my little story. It's a Saturday morning in Athens, and it's game day. You wake up, and your roommates are ready to get the day started. You drink some coffee to reboost you from the night before. Then you and your roommates have some mimosas with your breakfast. You throw on your jersey, brush your teeth, and head to the tailgate. It's still pretty early and the game doesn't start for a couple more hours, so you take it slow, crack open a beer, and every so often hit your bitty jewel on whatever kind of vape you have. You go to the game and the dogs win, so you head downtown to celebrate, but of course you're exhausted. So one of your friends gives you a bump of cocaine, later you take some mixed vodka shots with your friends and eventually go home. Did you consider once during the entire day the damage you were doing to your teeth? Probably not. So what damage was done? So first, you had coffee. Coffee can, dr coffee can dry out your mouth, resulting in a decrease of saliva in your mouth, which can lead to tooth decay over time. Also, coffee is acidic, so it is hard on your enamel, meaning if it is consumed too often, coffee could lead to enamel corrosion. So when you drink your coffee, make sure to have a large glass of water after to wash away some of the acid. Then you have mimosas made of orange juice and champagne. Both are acidic. Shortly after you brush your teeth, if you brush your teeth an hour before you have eaten or drank something, you're brushing away softened parts of your enamel. Then you drink some beer at the tailgate. Beer is also very acidic, once again er eroding away at your enamel. You hit your vape. The nicotine in your vape, vape causes your gums to inflame and swell, and it dries out your mouth, making you more susceptible to gum disease. Downtown, you snort some cocaine, which can lead to clenching your jaw and grinding your teeth. This can cause jaw pain, cracked teeth, and headaches. You take mixed vodka shots. Vodka is high in alcohol, which will dry out your mouth, leading to tooth decay over time. If you're listening, you're probably thinking to yourself, okay, my enamel will erode, so, or yeah, my teeth will supposedly decay, or I might get gum disease, but so what? Those aren't that big of a deal and are decently treatable. 
Feel free to keep telling yourself that. However, many more serious complications arise from poor oral health. For example, you are more likely to have health problems, some of which include a heart attack, stroke, poorly controlled diabetes, and or preterm labor. On top of all that, dental plaque is linked to infectious diseases. And if you have bad oral health, such as gum disease, infected oral bacteria can go into your bloodstream. So go ahead, keep doing you if you do so please. Many things can cause people to have improper oral hygiene, such as not brushing or flossing regularly or at all. These should be daily habits that are incorporated in order to help have proper oral health at all times. And sometimes this is not necessarily a person's fault. The importance of oral hygiene and how to practice it is not always stressed enough, especially if people are not consistently going to a dentist because these people are not being educated on the proper equipment to use and how to use it. Exactly. Oral health is a big issue that can cause many more issues if not taken seriously, such as tooth tooth decay, bad breath, and even mouth or throat cancer. However, these risks are not talked about enough and are not stressed to the people of the world just how negative they can be on a person's life and standard of living. It is apparent that different people have different oral hygiene tendencies, and others are at higher risk for issues with oral health. Many different factors can contribute to this, including age, gender, lifestyle, and socioeconomic status. Exactly. The way someone views oral hygiene and the way they live life can be can have vast consequences to their oral health. For example, if someone smokes, eats a lot of sugary foods, drinks a lot of soda, can be putting themselves at a much higher risk for complications compared to someone who doesn't smoke, only drinks water, and avoids high sugar foods. It is also important to discuss the large amounts that socioeconomic status can play on a person's oral health. Issues with income can be a huge factor in not taking proper care of your teeth. Oral products are not free, and it is not unusual to see a tube of good quality toothpaste cost $5 or $6. For a family of four or five with a tight budget, getting food on the table is much more important than getting a tube of high-quality toothpaste. The same goes with other products that can help you have good oral hygiene, such as floss, good quality toothbrushes, and etc. These products just come second to more important things, like food and drink or paying the bills. Not to mention how expensive dental care is. Going to the dentist to get your teeth cleaned every six months is recommended is not cheap. And, and a luxury many families could not even begin to afford. Dental insurance can help reduce these costs, but dental insurance is expensive on its own. Not to mention many struggling families cannot afford regular health insurance, so how would they afford dental insurance? That is exactly right. And what happens then when a painful cavity shows up or you chip a tooth? They do not really have any other choice but to save up the money, which could take months or even years or just choose to leave it be. These procedures can cost anywhere from $100 to $7,000. This just is not feasible for some budgets, and these issues can cause extreme pain and significantly decrease a person's standard of living. It is extremely hard to live a normal life while experiencing constant pain, constant mouth pain. Another factor that can influence your oral health is your age and gender. Males tend to use more tobacco products, which put them at a higher risk for mouth illnesses because tobacco has such a negative effect on oral health. The older you get, the weaker your teeth can get from regular wear and tear and enamel loss, putting the elderly population at a much higher risk for issues to occur. Okay, so I know we've talked about things like the history of oral health, why oral health is an issue to the public, its impact and information about the public, but there are 
But are there any challenges associated with trying to implement oral health practices? Yes, there are quite a few. An individual might find it hard to cut out certain foods in their diet that damage the enamel of their teeth. Processed foods can damage can cause damage to the enamel, but we all know that it's relatively hard to cut these foods out of our diets because they are found in every part of the grocery store. Whether we are looking to our left, right, or even straight down an aisle, processed foods surround us. Another subgroup of food that is dangerous to the enamel are acidic foods such as pickles, cranberries, tomatoes, and everyone's two favorite drinks. Drum roll, please. Alcohol and coffee. Over time, these foods can cause... The discoloration of teeth, tooth sensitivity, and the erosion of the enamel. Yikes. Personally, it would be extremely hard for me to cut processed and acidic foods out of my diet. And I know a lot of our listeners feel the same way. I know another big challenge is the cost of maintaining oral health. Unfortunately, there are individuals who don't have the funds to properly take care of their teeth. Erica Solway, a researcher and senior project manager at the University of Michigan Institute for Healthcare Policy and Innovation, conducted a survey of 1,000 people, and 28% of the participants said they don't have dental insurance, while 40% of the participants don't get regular cleanings or other preventative care. And this is mainly because they simply just can't afford to pay the cost. It is unfortunate, but I strongly believe that it is still important for individuals to maintain and practice good oral hygiene in order to keep their mouth healthy. So now I can answer your question about how individuals can take care of their teeth. I will talk about basic oral hygiene practices, which are all equally important. It is essential that an individual thoroughly brushes their teeth twice a day and flosses daily as well. It is also important to eat a balanced diet and limit the amount of snacks one eats in between meals. Your dental products, such as your toothpaste and mouthwash, should contain fluoride. Wow, I never knew how huge of a role food plays in our oral health. From now on, I'll watch what I eat, and I'll be checking if my toothpaste and mouthwash have fluoride in them. In fact, I'm doing that as soon as I get home. Next, I think our audience would like to know if there are any opportunities for public health interventions for oral health. Yes, there are quite a few, but I think the very most important one is knowing the right type of toothpaste to use based on your needs. If an individual wants to whiten their teeth, they should consider using Colgate Optic White Toothpaste because it is one of the best whitening toothpaste in the market right now. If an individual would prefer to reduce plaque buildup on their teeth, then Arm & Hammer Advanced White Toothpaste is recommended. Individuals who want to conquer bad breath, then Colgate Max Fresh would be their best option. If an individual has gum disease, then they should consider using Peridontax toothpaste. And if an individual has sensitive teeth, it is recommended that they use Sensodyne toothpaste. Toothpaste is important, but it isn't the only important item to use when taking care of your oral hygiene. Mouthwash brands are important to note as well. According to Colgate, most experts recommend using a soft bristled toothbrush to remove plaque and debris from teeth. A powered toothbrush is recommended because it can do a better job at cleaning than a manual toothbrush. It is also important to note that your toothbrush or toothbrush head, if you're using an electric one, should be changed every three months. How can our listeners brush up on their oral health? Well, the CDC has an extensive list of techniques that our listeners can practice to improve oral health. They recommend that everyone should drink fluorided water and brush with fluoride toothpaste. Additionally, listeners should brush their teeth twice a day and floss daily to remove dental plaque. Everyone should also be visiting their dentist at least once a year, whether they still have natural teeth or dentures, especially if they have a sudden change to taste and smell. If they smoke or have diabetes, they should try to quit smoking and control their diabetes so it does not lead to complications such as gum disease, which increases blood sugar levels. Listeners also 
are encouraged to drink plenty of water and limit alcohol consumption. Also, don't forget to change out your toothbrushes every three to four months. And when brushing your teeth, don't forget your tongue. They should also try not to rinse, eat, or drink until at least 30 minutes after brushing to prevent washing away the fluoride that remineralizes teeth and diminishes sensitivity. Do you mind sharing the types of tools people can use to practice good oral health and why they are so important? Of course. One tool is a toothbrush. The toothbrush someone brushes with is very important and requires a lot of thought. Really? For just a toothbrush? Is there really much of a difference between... Uh, difference between them besides the electric and manual? Yes, so much goes into what makes the toothbrush a good toothbrush. You have to consider the toothbrush head, handle, and bristles. The smaller the toothbrush head, the better because it allows you to reach every part of your molars effortlessly. You want a toothbrush with a handle that is ergonomic, non-slip grip, and a flexible neck to provide comfort and allow you to read all, reach all parts of your mouth at different angles for optimal cleaning. Oh, wow. So there's a lot more to consider then. What about toothpaste? When choosing a toothpaste, make sure it has fluoride. If someone has sensitive teeth, they should try over-the-counter sensitive toothpaste or prescription toothpaste to eliminate discomfort that would deter them from practicing good oral health. Okay, that's good to know. Does the floss one, floss one uses matter? Well, a study published in the Journal of Clinical Dentistry compared the safety and plaque-removing ability of an electric flosser and a standard dental floss and discovered that they were equally effective. However, different kinds may be, different, may be better for different people. Someone with large gaps between their teeth should use dental tape or super floss. On the other hand, someone with much tighter space should use wax dental floss to help it glide better. And someone with braces or bridges should use a spongy floss or a floss threader to use any other kind of floss. However, everyone should be ensuring that their flosses and mouthwashes have the ADD, ADA seal of acceptance. Oh, just as well you brought up mouthwash. I love to talk about mouthwash because I like the taste and how refreshing it makes my mouth feel. Anyways, I would advise listeners to choose mouthwash based on their needs. There are mouthwashes designed to aid with bad breath, plaque, or gum disease, or even dry mouth. Regardless, everyone should make sure that their mouthwash includes fluoride to fight tooth decay and strengthen enamel, essential oils for antifungal and antibacterial properties, cytophalogenic, fluoride to eliminate bad breath and kill bacteria. Additionally, mouthwashes mouthwash, mouthwash should also contain chlorhexidine to reduce plaque and control gum disease and carbamide peroxide or hydrogen peroxide to whiten teeth. Now that I've gotten my obsession for mouthwash out of my way, do you mind sharing some simple things our listeners can do to motivate themselves to practice better oral health? Of course, that's a great question. There are several things they can do. Listeners should try to be consistent as possible. They can find an accountability partner like a family member or spouse to remind them of the practices we discussed. They can also give themselves milestone prizes to celebrate extended periods of consistent good oral health behaviors. If they have trouble remembering to brush their teeth before bed, they can start setting alarms or reminders on their phones. Another tip for those trying to cut down on drinking could be digesting certain days, could be designating certain days or occasions to allow themselves to drink and substitute water on the other days to create a schedule that they can acclimate to. Listeners can also add the practices to their to-do list and budgets. For example, Brushing both in the morning and at night could be on their to-do list, along with flossing. Similarly, purchasing fluoride toothpaste, flossed new toothbrushes, and fluorinated water could also be added to the grocery list and budget as a reminder. 
Okay, so the big question is, how do we encourage listeners to start? I know that starting a new habit might seem overwhelming, but you guys can do this. Soon, it won't feel like a chore and would come to feel like second nature. Starting is always the hardest part, but it will get much easier, and your teeth will thank you. And if you forget to do something a couple of times, don't beat yourself up. Just try it again. Making mistakes or falling off track is okay, just as long as you keep going and don't let it hold you back. Focus on all the benefits that you have to gain to keep you motivated, especially on the days when it seems mundane or too time-consuming. I know you're always on the go and in a hurry, but try to take this time to take care of yourself and put yourself first. Phew, you're absolutely right. Starting a new habit can be a, a bit overwhelming, but there are some benefits to starting this habit if it is new for you. Practicing good oral hygiene reduces the chances of tooth decay, sensitivity, cavities, root canals, and oral surgery. It also lets you keep your teeth instead of needing dentures or crowns and provides better gum health and fresher breath. Good oral health can also lower risk of diseases such as strokes, cancer, heart disease, and heart attack, type 2, type two diabetes, and even Alzheimer's. And remember, preventing these issues are always less expensive than the emergency care or managing the consequent diseases. Additionally, if you would like to know how and when you can start practicing, make, uh, make sure you, lis you listen closely because you can start right now. That's right. You can grab some family and friends to start a good oral health challenge to support one another. You can also make a trip to the store to get everything they need all at once and maybe try to see what's on sale or find coupons if they haven't budgeted for them yet. In fact, buying some of the tools mentioned earlier in bulk would make it easier to start this new habit. Being accessible to the tools in your home would remind them to use their investments, such as changing out their toothbrushes every three to four months. They can add these practices to their daily to-do list and routines and start carrying the tools around with them, with them for easy and quick use. For example, keeping disposable floss picks in their cars or desk drawers at work. Well, thank you for all your information you've shared with us today. I also want to thank our audience for taking the time to listen to this week's segment of our podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast as we will be posting a new one each week. Until then, always remember, a beautiful life starts with a beautiful smile.